0: another summer special episode and today we have from across the pond as we say Claire Maillet. Now um, I had to actually ask Claire how to properly pronounce your last name. So Claire why don't you say it totally properly because I probably just butchered it.
1: Maillet. You smashed it. He
0: smashed <laughs> it. Um, and you guys you have to reach out to her on LinkedIn and you know what? I love your title, the Lord of Fraud.
1: <laughs> How did you come up with that? So that was a nickname I was given in my last job, and it just, it just stuck. I know, love that. Um. <laughs> me too, me too.
0: <laughs> well, and I just came back from the fraud retreat, and I did a presentation on your brand as a CFE or fraud professional, and yep. your brand is this, the Lord of Fraud.
1: I love that. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, so on your title, it says award-winning director of financial crime operations. Again, another like, okay, you guys, Claire uses her real estate on LinkedIn really good well <laughs> and not everyone does that. Especially, I think kind of in the fraud world, some people are a little hesitant to put stuff up there for SEO and all that sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. you were there. But then- the PhD researcher looking at insider fraud, and I am all about insider fraud. So I, um, I love it. I
1: love it. <laughs> how
0: can you tell us your sort of journey to get to be the Lord of Fraud?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so I did a French degree, as one does, um, back in the day, and then I got a job at Amazon as a bilingual French and. Um, uh, 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 fraud investigator. Um, so I knew nothing about fraud at the time. Um, I joined Amazon because they wanted people who spoke, um, foreign languages and they taught all of the fraud stuff, um, on the job. Um, and I just completely fell in love with it. It was just so interesting. And I think, you know, this was, this was 10 years ago, um, where f- fraud wasn't really a very spoken about concept. Um, and so, and um, to learn about this sort of um, darker side of the world, you know, it, it was super interesting. Um, and uh, 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 to sort of be um one of the people to help uh, 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 and stop it, uh, and basically, it was something that I just found really exciting, and and something that I was really proud of as well. Um. And I've not used my French degree since. I've just stayed in the fraud space. Um, but, yeah, I just I just absolutely love it. Um, it's just so interesting. And I just can't ever picture myself ever working in a different space ever. So I don't think anyone as
0: a child says, I'm going to grow up and be a fraud fighter <laughs> or lord of fraud. We have a lot of people who say they want to grow up and go into law enforcement. Yeah. But... I, um, I, <laughs> that's what I like about the insider fraud and your angle on it is because these are people that the business owners know, like, and trust. So you're doing your PhD. Um, Do you have your dissertation topic or title yet?
1: Um, So the uh, 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 current title at the moment, which I'm sure will change another 50 times in uh, in the next couple of years is uh, uh, role of insider fraudsters within um, fintechs. So I've noticed that most of the research looking into insider fraud is actually in the banks. Um, Whereas I wanted to focus on the um, fintech space. Um, I think that um, fintechs are definitely um, on the rise, Um, (laughs) certainly in the last um, five or so years that they're um, becoming so, so popular. Um, And so I wanted to be able to ensure that my research would be um, relevant and could also hold its place for um, years um, to come as as well. Um, and I think that it's rather timely too, because obviously during my um, research we've got the um, uh, 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 cost of living crisis in the UK as well as um, COVID too, which has obviously had an impact on it. So, and to be able to sort of um, encompass all of these events into my thesis is really quite um exciting i think
0: absolutely so we talked a little bit pre-show um, about david weber's dissertation and you know it's all about embezzlement and gender and everything like that do you have some thoughts yeah. about that do you think that'll be something that you
1: reference in your dissertation absolutely and uh, whilst my thesis isn't sort of looking at gender um specific um crimes i think that it's definitely something worth um looking into um in the future because we see a lot of things at the moment about um diversity and um and, uh, uh, inclusion as well and if companies are being being told to have more of a um, gender um uh, 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 equality in the workforce, then that's likely obviously to um shift the fraud uh, 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 and landscape too so it'll be uh, uh, interesting and to see how that changes over time
0: okay so um The other thing I love about David's dissertation is the amount of um, cited resources, because then it just (laughs) sends me down. And it's not a rabbit hole, it's a rabbit trail. I just found out at the fraud retreat, there is no rabbit hole, it's a rabbit trail. Um, (laughs) But I love to see other people doing work in this space. And Mm. I don't think a lot of businesses look to academia for um, research that is applicable. Like mm-hmm. right then and there, and that's what I love about academia getting into the business world um, for that. So you've had a couple of different um, positions at fintech companies. How is it how is it different from, say, going from an Amazon to a fintech? How was that um, was it strategic on your part? Did it just happen? How did you make that from Amazon to fintech?
1: It just happened i didn't i didn't plan for it to happen um but I sort of found that as i sort of progressed in my um career i was aware that I was in this industry that I was very new to um in the fraud space, and I didn't really know that much about it. I wanted to back it up with the academic side as well. Hence, I've sort of gone on this path of academia in my spare time. But it was purely because I wanted to see how the two could complement each other and to be able to learn from both sides of the coin, really. And I think that it also gives me a real insight into both worlds because you have the academics on the one side who say, but obviously companies need to prioritise all of the counter-fraud measures. And if they do this, then the fraud problem will be much smaller, but then in the world of work it's absolutely not that simple so and to be able to sort of see how both (gasps) worlds interlink is really interesting and and particularly on the insider fraud space I just find insider fraud a lot more interesting than um, external fraud because as you said earlier the um insiders are people that we work with and that we hire and that we trust and i've spoken to a few um ceos of um fintechs over the last few years and the majority of them have said oh but um my staff would never um, perpetrate fraud and um, because they're lovely people. And you think, OK, you've entirely missed the point. <laughs> so, I think that it, it, it's the um, denial of it, too. But I think that everyone accepts that customers might try to commit fraud, but no one wants to accept that people inside the uh, 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 castle, as it were, um, uh, 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 oh, would commit fraud. So that's why uh, 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 I find it much more interesting because there's more of a sort of um, uh, 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 ethical um, battle, as it were. So,
0: Well, and it's the distance between, you know, there's been a lot of um, upheaval in the behavioural science world right now, but mm. the distance between someone committing a fraud on someone that they don't know versus that same person walking down a street and grabbing an old lady's purse, they would never do that. But mm. that distance makes them in their brain, I don't know, disassociate from the yeah. victim. Whereas when you have an insider, that person is coming into work every single day, you may be socializing with them, you may buy their kids presents, or you know, they might be by your kids presence. So mm. the emotional devastation from an insider fraud, I think is even more difficult, like any fraud mm. is difficult, but yeah. someone that you've worked with and potentially grown close to mm. is really hard. And then, um, have you read the book money, man by Dan McCrum?
1: Uh-huh. Yes.
0: Okay. So I want to ask you, I wrote this <laughs> down. Um, what did you think of that? Because I, you know, the financial times did it. Um, well, Dan McCrum with the financial times and, um, I found it absolutely fascinating. So what do you think of Money Men?
1: I think it was super interesting, but also it raises suspicions about how could they not have spotted this sooner? You know, all of the red flags in every chapter, you think, also so they're gonna notice it now, right? Right, guys, surely? right and then you get to the end and you think they're still not they're still not understood the problem here so i think you know it, it's it's um, one of those things of and um, does a company want to focus on enhancing their fraud and um, controls for their um, customers uh, 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 instead of their staff and i think that most uh, 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 companies understandably want to and um, protect their um, customers and to protect the uh, company from the customers too, but they never want to admit that there is of course the risk of people on the inside doing it too. And I think that there's a sense of pride almost in that people don't want to to accept the possibility that actually we need to do some work on the inside to make sure that these people working for us don't try to and um, to do any harm.
0: Um, so again, I just came back from the fraud retreat and we talked a lot about culture. So Mm. what do you think about culture in fintech? And because I I really haven't been in the fintech space. Um, I hope to have Dana Lawrence on soon. Also, she's in the fintech space. But what do you think about culture in the fintech space? And I think a lot of people are immediately going to go to like, you know, Sam Bankman Fried and FTX and culture
1: yeah i think that uh, 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 on the whole and um, f- uh, 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 fintechs are after large scale growth and fast that's their kind of aim it's to and um, dominate the financial space um uh, 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 as quickly as um, possible and to have the uh, 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 widest outreach as possible so, understandably, their focus is going to be on the customer, and actually, let's make sure that that the um, customers are happy, and that the app is working, and that the products are are uh, 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 sexy, and that everything works as it should, um, and that we want to steal customers away from our um, competitors as well. So, it's all very sort of um, uh, 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 egocentric, I find. <laughs> Whereas actually, um, because of the um, technology that they're um, investing into their own um, companies, that's a double edged sword because the staff can use that tech to perpetrate on the inside, because you need experts who understand that tech to work and for for the company in the first place. So I think that they are in the best um, position to be able and to stop and insider fraud because they have the tech at their um, disposal. But at the same time, uh, 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 the culture, as you say, I think is uh, 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 always going to focus on um, the customer, understandably, otherwise businesses businesses, um, wouldn't make any money. But at the same time, I think that companies only wake up and pay uh, uh, attention in the financial prime space when something goes horribly, horribly wrong. And you see news articles about how companies are going to change this and change that and look at this and look at that. But that's only because they've lost lots of money and to fraud and their company names all over the FT and so what i think that part of the culture shift that needs to happen is that people need to invest in the controls and before things go wrong and i understand that if you're a decision maker or if you're um, in charge of the company funds then that's not something that's going to instantly come to mind but i think that that's where um, academics and and people um, operationally can say actually um we shouldn't be um waiting for things to go wrong um before we start to fix the problems that we uh, 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 absolutely know are there but haven't yet been exploited
0: yeah it's i mean if i wanted to sell just prevention i'd be broke
1: because
0: (laughs) no one thinks it can happen to them and that's just you know cultural or not even social biases um so uh I've been focusing this last like year and a half on like fraud and pop culture um is there any pop culture movie podcast that you just are like oh they got it right or oh they so got it wrong
1: wow I was not expecting that question um (laughs) I suppose Like, recently, I've seen a few news articles of people who have been jailed for committing fraud. But in their music videos, they reference it in their lyrics. And you see them, like, throwing cash in their music videos all over the place. And you think, that's just absolute... Uh, 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 daylight robbery because you're actually vocalizing what you've done like how how thick can you be like, I just <laughs> don't understand if you're going to commit a crime don't then and put it on the internet and brag about it like I just don't understand that but um, I would I would say I don't think uh, 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 I've come across anything where and people have done it Wrong apart from people in uh, 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 music videos who like to and um, brag about everything that they've done, um, in terms of crime. Um, I would say that the missing crypto queen for me is an absolute highlight, I love it, absolutely love yeah. it. Um, and I would say the Wirecard documentary on. Uh, 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 Netflix as well was absolutely brilliant, as well as the Bernie Madoff one as well. You can ask my team though, I only watch things to do with fraud. I don't watch anything else. It's very, very sad of me. I admit that. I only watch the crime documentaries. I watch literally nothing else.
0: Well, so Michael Lewis spent six months with Sam Bakeman Freed and he's going to be writing a book or is in the process of writing a book. And I can't, and I've heard that it's going to be, it's already been optioned for a movie, even though the book isn't even written. And I can't wait for that. I think that will be amazing. Yeah. Um, just You know, an insider's look and, and then you see like Sam Bakeman Freed's ex-girlfriend sort of she's already I mean she rolled over instantly and um that's where was, like never underestimate Gladys even though she's not really Gladys but um do you have do you have a case if you could talk about in general no names mm-hmm. or um that you just were like gobsmacked by you either by the genius the stupidity um <laughs> Anything that just you're like, I can't even believe.
1: There was one case that I heard about. I didn't work for this company, but I heard from a a colleague in the industry that there was someone who took three months of sabbatical leave from their employer and to travel abroad to look after their sick relative or something. But during that time, they were actually going and to prison for fraud, but they managed to book it off as a, 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 a sabbatical and it was only found out because it was on the news a few weeks later. Um, but that one, I just thought that's bold. Like, really, really bold <laughs> to get that and to, to commit fraud, to spend time in prison for another fraud offence that you'd previously done. I just, you know, like, it's almost impressive, almost. <laughs> You can't
0: make this stuff up. You literally you can't. cannot. Make this you absolutely
1: stuff up. can't. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> um,
0: so I heard this on a podcast. Um, I can't remember which podcast. I think it's Adam Grant's podcast. Mm-hmm. But um, he flips it around, and I want to try this going forward. And I'm going to start with you. What question Uh-oh. do you want to ask me that you are curious hmm. about?
1: Oh my god. This is like the best thing ever um oh. what do i want to ask how do you see insider fraud changing in the future because obviously it wasn't really spoken about at least uh, 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 in the uk it wasn't really a known thing really and then after COVID, all of a sudden it sort of um, becomes something that's uh, 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 spoken about as well. So I suppose from uh, 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 your perspective, how do you how do you see insider fraud uh, 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 developing over the years to come?
0: So this is interesting. I went to um, a neighbor's house the other night and, you know, they're always curious about my work and. Um, <laughs> they said that the next door neighbor, who I don't know, because they travel quite a bit, they're absentee landlords. And they just found out that um, the office manager for their apartments started having the tenants writing out checks to her. It was only an $8,000 loss. So my point being is that I wanna, I wanna, and I say this normalize fraud, and not meaning fraud happens, but that people can people don't have to be ashamed of it. Hmm. And so when we spread the word, and that's part of fraudish, when we spread the word about fraud, it kind of normalizes it. It's kind of like yeah. and this is a bad comparison, the sort of like, you know. Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is people start talking about it like 30, 50 years ago, people wouldn't talk about it. It was hidden. And mm-hmm. now that, you know, it's more, and I don't want to say accepted, but yeah. um, people aren't embarrassed to talk about it because when we publicize it and when we say it happens to anyone, then mm-hmm. they don't feel so bad because I'll go to a social event and then people find out what I do. And they're like, well, I have a friend, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. uh huh. Um, so that's <laughs> what I want to do. The other unfortunate thing is, I just saw statistics for in the United States that um, white collar prosecutions are going down, and um, wow, that is very unfortunate, very very unfortunate for a lot of reasons, but. Mm. Um, A lot of times people, law enforcement will say it's a civil dispute when it's not a civil dispute. It's a criminal dispute. Um, These cases are hard. They're not, you know, they're not. There's a dead body, you know, go pull DNA. Mm -hmm. Um, So, again, I think when we publicize cases and when business owners come forward and publicize what has happened to them, It's a deterrent. I used to get in an argument with my um, uh, sergeant because I wanted press releases done about embezzlement cases. And he's like, no one wants to read about them. And I said, well, there's the Google effect. So then the name is in the, you know, Mm. my dad would call it the Ouija board. And, you know, (laughs) you put someone's name in and it pops up. Whereas um, the kid driving through, you know, a drive through McDonald's crashes into the, you know, drive through window because they're drunk at 2 a.m. That's not a deterrent. So nice. publicizing it is still incredibly important. And I was very dismayed to show that or to read that white well, color crime prosecutions have gone down because mm-hmm. it's it's not, you know, sure on Wall Street we don't care, but on yeah. Main Street we do care. So mm-hmm. that was a long mm-hmm. answer. Sorry. No. <laughs> long answer. That's um, what's so. So uh, you, I saw on your, um, you were at, uh, is it University of Warwick?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Okay. So there's a woman, um, uh, my God, Marilyn Von Acker, who does Mm -hmm. behavioral science. She also went to University of Warwick. So I was like, and she has an amazing podcast, um, uh, but you like school obviously you're
1: getting your <laughs> phd i do. yeah
0: <laughs> do you still want to like w- say your phd is done do you want to stay fighting fraud or do you want to go into teaching about fighting fraud or just a little bit of both
1: oh i've not been asked that before um i would say I would say that being on the insides of a company, actually helping with the fighting of it is always something that I'll enjoy doing. It's possible that consulting in the future is on the cards as well. And I think this autumn, I'm actually being a guest lecturer at a couple of... Uh, 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 universities and um, to talk about fraud, which uh, 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 I've never done before. So uh, 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 it, it could be that after doing that, I think actually perhaps teaching is the way I, uh, I want to go. Um, I'm not sure, or I might think absolutely not for me. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. We'll see. It depends how the students are it, nice to you. exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> it definitely. Depends on that. But. Uh, I love, and because academia is changing and COVID changed Mm -hmm. it at a rapid, more rapid speed, um, that academics also see the private sector as a very viable career path. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So since this is the summer um, and we're supposed to be, you know, somewhat, especially you know, you're over in the UK and you guys are far more civilized about vacation time than we are in the US. Um, is there, you said true crime. Um, is there anything on the horizon that you're watching? I just finished Hijack, which was on Apple TV and it doesn't have to do with, Oh, well, actually it does have to do with fraud. Did you watch Hijack? No, but I will be now. Okay, it's with, it's with, Idris Elba. So, uh-huh. um, and he was in Luther. Did you watch Luther? Yes, I love it. It was a bit violent.
1: Yeah, it was a bit. Violent. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But no spoilers for Hijack. There is a there is a financial angle. Let's just say there's a financial okay. angle to it. Um, so, is there anything else you're either watching or looking for that the audience might want to partake in?
1: Oh, gosh. Um... I would say that if you if you do what I do and just type uh, 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 fraud into the search engine, you'll get all sorts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: definitely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then this is a question I often ask: What's the last thing you Googled before you came on the podcast? Can I check?
1: Because I can't oh yeah, wonder. you can check. <laughs> It was actually inside of fraud cases in fintechs because I wanted to have some case studies to put into my PhD as well, so fraud related of course, but nothing interesting I'm afraid.
0: Okay. I haven't had anyone admit to surfing, I don't know, shopping sites right before (laughs) they came on product. So, um, and I haven't yet done my morning shopping. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Claire, I just want to, I want to thank you for, you know what, you guys, Claire reached out to me and I love that. Like you did that. I mean, that just, again, the go-getter you guys in the fraud space, we got to go get the fraudsters, but we also have to go get different experiences. Um, And so good on you for initially reaching out. And um, I love that. I I love that. And, you know, that just becomes part of the fraud community and sharing of things. So everyone, not only over the pond, but, um, you know, or across the pond, I guess I should say, reach out to Claire. Um, I, I can't wait to read your dissertation when it's all done. And, okay. um, and the other thing is, and I think you've shared this recently, someone you knew or were in a program with needed some survey help and you shared yes. the post to do it. And I've done that before. So um, it's the power of LinkedIn and our community. I
1: just, Absolutely
0: absolutely yeah yeah. we we would have never connected if it weren't for linkedin so Um, thank you (laughs) thank you so much thank you for having me awesome and we'll be in touch